You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Hey, hey, we're Monkeying Around, a podcast about the monkeys. I'm Veronica Daschle. I'm Elaine Swetman. And I'm Charles Kelso. And we're too busy monkeying around to put anybody down. Welcome back to Monkeying Around. So this week we are talking about the flower power cruise that Chuck and I went on months ago, months ago now, months ago. Months. We've been talking about doing this episode for like four or five months now. Three. It's it was at the end of of March and it's the end of June currently. So it's been like three months. Seems like a long time. We've had a lot of good episodes <laughs> since then. Things keep coming yeah. up. And so yeah. we kept pushing it back, kept pushing it back. We wanted to go ahead and finally talk about the flower power cruise. Yes. Yeah. Uh did you have fun, Veronica, on the flower power cruise? I, I did. I had a whole lot of fun. There's some things I can, I'm going to rant about mm-hmm. later, mm-hmm. so stay tuned for that, <laughs> about how I get in trouble with security guards all the time. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> for doing nothing. Yeah. But we had a good time. We saw a lot of bands. Yeah. I there mean, was the, tons of bands. Yeah. The primary reason we went was because Mickey was there. Yes. I don't yeah. think we would have forked over the cash for that if it had not been for Mickey. There were some other really, really great acts there that... Yeah. Um, we'd been wanting to see as yes. well um it was a lot of acts we hadn't seen so a couple we had seen but the lineup was really fantastic but mickey dolan's is like the reason we went yeah yeah well and i mean we renewed our vows yes it was also our 10-year wedding anniversary yeah. so a little bit of a splurge because we went on the beach boys cruise last year it's a three-day and this was a seven-day cruise yeah well, <laughs> we, did, we did the shorter cruise first to make sure we didn't hate it yeah and like if you get seasick yeah. On cruises, turns out, like we don't want to be out there for a week, and I got to deal with it the whole time. <laughs> to make sure that I did not get sick on both cruises, I did take ginger every morning. Ginger, ginger. Is that what you do? Yes. For cruises, for 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 motion sickness. I thought you were going to say Dramamine or something. No, I would have like we, passed out. Oh, yeah, Dramamine puts you to sleep. We did um, Bonine with these okay. dissolved tablets. And every morning I handed him out and said, here, take them. And so I don't know if we would get seasick or not, because I I even gave them to us the morning we got on the boat, like preemptively here. I'm drugging you up now. Yeah, I took alcohol. (laughs) That's what I took on the cruise. We we did that, too. But but, you know, when you have a 13 year old with you, they can't do that part. Yeah. I'm drinking a margarita now just to get back in the cruise frame of mind <laughs> because we, we splurged for the unlimited drinks package, Yep, which I feel like yes. is worth it. Yeah. Because rather than, you know, the entire time being concerned that are we spending too much? How many drinks have we had? Instead, it like flips the script and it's like, okay, I accept the challenge. I will drink that much alcohol on this cruise. <laughs> you know, I'll have breakfast. I'll have a coffee and a Bloody Mary, please. And start from there at 8 a.m. <laughs> Pretty Which much. Is fun. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get to the cruise. Yeah. Yes. 
So where, where do we want to start? We want to start with Mickey, his show specifically, or do we want to go through the cruise? What, what, what do we want to do? Elaine, what would you like to hear about first? Do you want to hear about Mickey's show first, or would you kind of like us to try and go day by day, if we can remember that? <laughs> <laughs> if you can remember. Well, now I want to hear some more about some of the other bands and like save Mickey for last because that's okay. the best. He, he, was, he was near the end of the cruise mm-hmm. uh, yes. because the way they had it set up is most of the acts um, half were there and got on with us when we when all the guests got on and they left in uh, Cozumel and the next gang came, came on in Cozumel and that was when Mickey came on. And in fact, mm. because we were there for a day in Cozumel, that was when Peter Noon came on and he was literally only there for that day. So most shows, the way they did it is you had either a gold pass or a silver pass. Um, and that depended on if you ate dinner early and saw a late show or had an early show and saw a late dinner. So it's basically you saw a five o'clock show or um, an eight o'clock show or 830. And it worked out pretty well, though, because you didn't have it wasn't like Peter Noon and (laughs) Mickey were at the same time. Yeah. You know, so they had they were staggered. So it's not like you're having to pick which act to see. You've got, you know, when you when you go in to see your show. Mm-hmm. Um, like you know if, if you're on gold you go see a certain time to see mickey and if you're on silver you go a certain time to see mickey or if you're a nerd you go to both <laughs> <laughs> because, you just don't eat dinner well because they have buffet <laughs> like we only sat down at the actual right. diner place once and we did not have a enjoyable experience we, i didn't care for the restaurant we 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 pref- because they seat you with all all a whole bunch of other people and you're at a table with other people and they want to talk with you and we're like we don't want to talk to anyone why are you talking to us <laughs> because we're hermits <laughs> not hermans no not just hermans. regular ones, <laughs> regular ones. <laughs> right yeah no i like going to the buffet because you get to sit by yourself you don't have to share a table with strangers yeah, it's not such a limited menu. I mean, I guess some folks like to go out to the nice dinner, but I just I'm I'm fine with the buffet. Yeah, yeah. Because we went on a different cruise. Yeah, in mm-hmm. February, like, and right we for us. The, yeah, we went to the dining room like at a dining time, but and we were at a table with two other families. But what ended up happening most nights was because the one family had like work three or four kids. They were running around, and so we had this big table, just the three of us, for most of the nights because. They were the ones going elsewhere. And so it was like, bring us, we have this big table with our drinks and our desserts and, you know, and that was the only place I could get chicken nuggets and French fries for the kiddo. (laughs) They did not have that on the buffet. Oh, that's weird. Our buffet was good. We had a good buffet. Yeah, that was, it was a like around the world selection Mm -hmm. type of thing. Yeah, they had that, but Carter only wanted chicken nuggets and French fries. And so he got two orders. So they bought him out two plates with, chicken nuggets and french fries we yeah. saw mickey at the buffet one night yeah like oh, late was- at night we went yeah. to the buffet and there's mickey <laughs> dolan's and he got himself a plate and he's like in his full like concert gear with like the hat and the black jacket and everything yeah and he's over there by himself just eating his dinner which is yeah you didn't go say hi no and i always think like i'll just like, play it cool like i don't know who he is and just be like you know cool guy like hey what are you doing on the ship you know you enjoying the cruise kind of thing but i'm like his face is on my T-shirt, so I don't think I can pull it off. <laughs> no, probably as, not. As saw his concert, <laughs> right? So, what brings you to the the, the Carnival Cruiser? What 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 was it? Celebrity Summit. Celebrity Summit was, was the, the ship, ship we were on. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I left him alone and just sort of awkwardly stared from afar as I was walking by. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
Yes. Yeah. I wanted to give him his privacy too, because I mean, like he just did a show and he's wanting to eat and doesn't really want to deal with fans. Sure. Right well, yeah, sure. And I always, I, I always like make an extra effort not to be like weird fan, you know, like I was next to the, next to the guy playing Paul McCartney at the urinal one time and I didn't talk to him because <laughs> yeah. that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's weird. Even, even, no matter who it is. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, okay. Now if actual Paul McCartney was standing next to you in a urinal, you, you got to say something to Paul McCartney. Like what? I don't know. <laughs> I can't afford to pee at his urinals. <laughs> Paul McCartney's probably got fancy urinals somewhere. <laughs> I pee in the regular people urinal. <laughs> but it's fun. It's fun being on the cruise. For instance, um, the guy playing Paul McCartney, who we'd not seen before, and I, I'm blanking on his name because it's been three months we were since we were on the cruise. He was great. Yeah. He was in the Fab Four, I should specify. Yes. Um, but first, we saw... I'm guessing girlfriend, maybe wife. I'm not certain his his lady companion, possibly just a friend or a sister. I don't know, but I'm assuming you know his significant other. But she was walking around and she had her purse looked like a Cole Jim's record. Yeah, and we spotted that and was like, hey, look at that cool chick with the Cole Jim's record purse. And then cool. noticed that she was with a young guy. And then I noticed that they were friends with um Amin and with Alex, and they were over there talking to them. We're not spying on them at the pool. We're just observing them from <laughs> yes. afar. Because originally I saw that and I was going to go give her one of our buttons, yeah. but I was being a little chicken about it because I didn't oh. want to be the weird person that was like, here's a button mm-hmm. and just like shove a monkey's button in your face. Yeah. And then by the time I worked up the courage, they were talking to Amin and Alex and I was like, no, I'm really not going to go. I, like, <laughs> I was like, do it, do it, do it. <laughs> give, give her a couple more drinks. I would have done it with a few drinks in me. Yeah, you I need, think a, I we need to bring Elaine next time. She'll do it. <laughs> Let's get to, let's get to the, some of the shows. Yeah. yeah. So right. well, one of the things I really like about the cruises we go on is it's not your typical cruise. It's basically concerts all all the time. All the time. Mm-hmm. Like the only time you're not having a concert is in the morning. Like they start the concerts at like 11 a.m. So the way they do it is like the pool deck. They close down one of the pool areas and like cover it up with whatever. And they have a stage and all that fun stuff. And the main acts on this one, the main acts were not there. They had a, this is apparently the only boat that has a theater this large that can fit half of the flower power cruise, which usually sells out very quickly. Right. Even then it's the gold pass, silver pass. So it's like half of the crowd, but there was always something going on at that stage. There was like two or three concerts a day there. There was a, um, there's usually like um, an early afternoon, a late afternoon, and then a late, late show that they do out there that's like after the um the two evening shows of the, on the main stage um, mickey was of course on the main stage but um out there there's like this fake grassy area or actually i think it was a the deck at this one mm-hmm. i'm thinking about the each voice cruise yeah. and the grassy this area. one was just the deck they had the they had this deck area where you could dance and just stand there and they also had of course chairs sat up um in various locations which people kept dragging into the shade to sit in <laughs> yeah, there's a whole thing about people's about pool etiquette on the cruise. Yeah. But yeah. let's get to some shows. Aside from Mickey, if we're saving that to last, what were some shows that you were really looking forward to on the cruise? Um, so I was really excited to see Peter Noon. I was too. I've been wanting to see I've never seen Peter Noon. I've 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 never seen him either. And I mean, I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but growing up listening to oldies radio, I loved Herman's Hermits. 
Like they're very distinctive. You remember them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I love their songs. And I've never seen Peter Noon. Like he, he'll even come to like the Hiawassee State Fair in Georgia, and I miss it every time. So yeah. I was really excited to see him on the cruise. I was also excited to see the Zombies. Mm-hmm. That was another one because several years ago, the Zombies, when they released their 20, uh, 2015, 2016 album, um, still got that hunger. They were touring. And we were t- talking about in 2016, we were going to go see the Zombies, but they were here the same night as the Fab Four. and We'd never seen the Fab Four, and I'd never seen the Zombies. And we had to decide which one to see, but Veronica tipped the scale because she's more into the Beatles music than Zombies. <laughs> Not big into zo- I mean, she was at that time wasn't that familiar with the zombies. So we went to the fab four instead. So I've missed my chance to see the zombies. Um, Well, we've been huge fans of the fab four ever since we had a great time. We love them, but I always kind of regretted not seeing the zombies. And so where I also got in trouble with security for dancing at at the zombies. (laughs) No, at the first fab four concert. (laughs) But I was excited to see the zombies. I was also excited to see Jeremy Clyde from Chad and Jeremy. Yeah. Yeah. And Chad and Jeremy, like you think of like, if you were to name like your top 10 sixties groups, probably Chad and Jeremy wouldn't even come to your mind. Yeah. You know, but they had some great songs and yeah. I follow uh, Jeremy Clyde on Facebook and he's got this, like he does Facebook performances, but also he's got his, what he calls his bottom drawer, I think tapes, but it's mm-hmm. basically songs that he's had in the bottom drawer that he's now recording. But there's like eight volumes. It's like eight CD worth of oh, wow. Jeremy Clyde songs and they're all on Spotify. Um, so I was excited to see him. Um, Peter Asher. Mm-hmm. Peter Asher is iconic. Yeah. I was excited to see Peter Asher. I, there, was a, there was a bunch that I was excited to see. Yeah. A, a lot of the ones we were more excited to see were on the second half of the cruise. Um, because mm. the zombies and Mickey and um Peter Noon. Peter Asher was there for the entirety of the cruise. He was the cruise host. Mm-hmm. So he like um, introduced all the main stage acts and um, welcomed everyone the um, at the first uh, poolside concert um, and was on the stage at the goodbye concert and that right. kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. So which, which concert do you want to start with? I mean, we want to rip through them. We're not going to give full set lists and all that. For one, it's been three months since we saw these concerts, but what <laughs> yeah. was a highlight for you? Um, so I think probably it was probably one of the Fab Four shows.
Okay, so we talked about earlier where there was the gold shows and the silver shows. Mm -hmm. So I knew in advance from from the Facebook pages that they would typically let you in after everyone has all the people of that card had gone in. They would just let anyone walk in if there were seats still open. Right. So whereas for their specific show, people were lining up like three hours early. Mm -hmm. Like we did that. We did that for Fab Four, Mickey Dolan's um, Zombies. So we got to see them twice. Yes. Is, is so basically, we saw story. every almost everyone twice. Yes. We did. We did not see the fifth dimension twice, and Chuck did not see them once because he fell asleep. They were the <laughs> they were the first night. He was like, "Why didn't we see the fifth dimension? What happened to their?" Yeah, concert? I forgot that we even went to that concert. That's that's the kind of fun time we were having when you forgot that you saw the fifth dimension. That you're having a good time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, because I was drunk and tired. That <laughs> we had been traveling and everything. That was that, like, was, that was the first night. That was yeah. the very first yeah. night. I really enjoyed the zombie show. I mean, we'd love to play just a, a small selection of, of three tracks from Odyssey and Oracle. And we thought that we would start with track one on side one and finish with the last track on the album. So I hope you enjoy this. I
And I mean, they're in great voice. Oh my gosh. Yes. I mean, after we, we, like we saw the zombies twice and you'd never seen the zombies before. Mm-mm. I hadn't really heard their music. I mean, right. I'd heard it. Well, but you, I had heard, I didn't know that's what I was hearing. Right. Yeah. You like right. you recognize tis the season yeah. and songs like yeah. that. Right. Yeah. But after we got back from the cruise and we we're in the car I put on Odyssey and Oracle and you were like, he sounds exactly the same. Yeah. He sounds exactly yeah. the same. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Colin sounds great. Um, I mean, they both do. And the guys they've got in the band with them now are great. They do they do a great job. Yeah. I I did really enjoy their shows. Like Rod Argent and Colin Blundstone both. They sound great. They play great. Um, I mean, Rod on the keys is as good as ever, if not better. I mean, he'll, he'll, yeah. he did like, like many like like concert in the middle of the concert, which is just yeah. great. And gets the gets the crowd all riled up. Mm-hmm. Colin's voice has aged beautifully. They just put on a great show. And I got the chance to go to their um lunch and listen. Yeah. So basically it was like listening to the new album and then they would talk about it. Well Rod and I often talk about lyrics and we always feel that they should have a universal feel about them. So the lyrics for any song should mean what they mean for you. It doesn't have to be exactly the same as what happened, uh, as what the writer of the song meant. So I think that's very important. But I, I, I think it's quite intriguing because that song is a love song of sorts, but it's a love song from a parent to a child rather than a romantic love song. And it was inspired at a time my daughter was going through a very difficult time when she was a teenager. And it's it's just so awful as a parent to see your child suffering and you can't really help. And I, I was sitting at home playing guitar and and that song came. So for me, it's about me and my daughter. But for you guys, it can be about anything you want. And, and, and the sun will rise again. However bad it gets, the sun will rise again. So everybody relax. Veronica, you didn't go. We we bought tickets for this lunch, but it was the same time as the monk as the Mickey meet and greet. Yeah. That um Jody had planned. <laughs> yeah. And so we we split up. I went to the zombies and you went to see Mickey. Yep. Um, but the lunch was great. Um, I enjoyed listening to them, you know, listened to the album for the first time. Um, if you've not if you've not heard their new album, get it because it's yeah. fantastic. It's really good. Yeah. That did you want to talk about the Mickey meet and greet, or did you want to talk about Manford Man, since you brought up the Manford Man. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's save, let's save all the Mickey stuff for last, because I have okay. a fun story about well, that. Manford Man is the one that you were talking about. And Manford, I, I say Manford Man, it was the Manfreds. It's not called Manford Man now, because Manford Man was the name of the leader of the band. He's not in it anymore. Uh, Paul Jones is, and he was the original lead singer, and now he leads the Manfreds, um, which, which works for me. Now, sometimes I don't really care for when it's like a whole bunch of other dudes who are just being that band now. That happens sometimes. And really, 60s bands, you got to kind of look at the lineup because it could be two members of the original band plus other guys. It could be no members of the original band. The Guess Who are coming to the Buckhead Theater in January. Right. Which the Guess Who is like the drummer from the Guess Who and some other guys. (laughs) You know? Yeah. I was was joking that they're called the Guess Who now because you don't know who's in the band. But... (laughs) um, but the the Manfreds works for me a little bit better because originally the band was called Manfred Man and the Manfreds. Mm-hmm. But then they shortened oh, okay. it to just Manfred Man. But now Manfred Man's not in it, so it's just the Manfreds. 
You that know, so I, I think that works. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Paul Jones is still in it and uh, Tom McGinnis is still in it. And they're in great form. Tom, Tom McGinnis has a beautiful voice. Like he's yeah. not a lead singer, but he has a beautiful voice. But yeah, they were singing. Like Veronica, you're very, you're very enthusiastic person as an audience yes. member. You'll sing along. You'll <laughs> yes. clap when they say. Yes. You'll dance. Yes. And so he wanted everybody to sing along. Yeah. And they were singing the song, but you don't know the song. Nope. So you were singing Waiting for Mangoes at the top of your lungs. Yeah. <laughs> I've got, I've, I think I have a, I think I have a, mangoes. yeah, I think I have a recording of you singing Waiting for Mangoes. Yes, you do. Because for one, I was, I had my phone. I don't have any fancy equipment with me. I had my phone. So I had, sorry folks, if the audio quality of these songs aren't of what you'd expect, it's not CD <laughs> quality, but I keep trying to record these songs and Veronica's singing Waiting for Mangoes while I'm trying to record the man for his singing.
So I got a lot of recordings of Veronica singing her own versions of songs. (laughs) (laughs) That that would be something I would do because I'm really good at misheard lyrics because I don't hear very well to start with. Right. Well, another band that's sort of like the the Buckinghams were there. Mm -hmm. And by the Buckinghams, I mean, it's uh, Carl Giammaresi and Nick Fortuna who are the two remaining members of the Buckinghams, but they were there and the Buckinghams are fun. They sang kind of a drag and Hey Baby and the songs you'd expect, uh, but they put on a great show. We saw yeah. them at the pool deck. Yes. And you are you have no familiarity with the Buckinghams. No, no. Well, so apparently they were at the Happy Together tour okay. that we went to last year. Oh, okay. But um, I had no recollection right. of that. But they put on a great show. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. yeah. I was familiar-ish with their music mm-hmm. because well, it, they're oldies songs so it's like the hits you know whether you know who sang them or not yes and that's uh, yeah I was, I was gonna say i don't know what they sang and then you say kind of a drag and i'm like oh i know yeah. that song i know yeah. that song really well yeah yeah a lot of <laughs> 60s bands are that way that's how i like my familiarity with a lot of 60s bands were several mm-hmm. years ago it was the ones i grew up listening to on oldies radio i know the songs whether i know who sang them or not you know <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but they're still out there i mean it was a lot of fun. You know, we went, we went and saw Felix Cavalieri and the Rascals. They're not called the Young Rascals anymore. Just the Rascals now. They're not as young as they yeah. used to be. But <laughs> he puts on a great show. Yeah. The current. Yeah. And, and that works for me, too, as far as Riz resurrecting, because it used to be, you know, Felix Cavalieri and the, Ra- and the Young Rascals. And now it's mm-hmm. and the Rascals. And it's just a different group yeah. of Rascals, you yeah. know. Right. But uh, Felix is great. He's probably the person I saw on the cruise just in the hallways more than anybody. Yeah, he he was he was there. The He was one of the ones that was there the entire week yeah. as well. Um, and, and I think he's uh, a semi-regular to the Flower Power Cruise because a lot of the folks on the Flower Power Cruise have been going yeah. every year. Like they, there's a person on there. These are retired buttons. folks. Yeah, they yeah. they've got the money to go every year. We're, we're <laughs> youngish working folks. We can't go every year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because there was a guy that was there that that make, makes buttons and has this little prize spinning wheel that you can mm-hmm. come and spin and they have little prizes to give away based on whatever you land on. But they had like buttons of first timer and second year, third year, fifth year, sixth right. year, because wow. this is the sixth year for the Flower Power Cruise. So every year. Yeah. Maybe one day. There was there's folks that like this is this is like their Dragon Con. This is when they get to see these people. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. this is their Dragon Con. Right. <laughs> yeah. Which it's yeah. fun. I don't blame yeah. them. I was going to say, this is a thing now that it's not just the Flower Power Cruise. There are a lot of musical mm-hmm. groups and music-themed cruises and New Kids on the Block. They have a cruise every other year and they've had yeah. like five or six. And it's them on a boat with a bunch of women screaming mm-hmm. the whole time. I have never been because they are expensive. Some they of are, like, yeah. the specialty yeah. cruises are expensive. But, mm-hmm. you know, I look at pictures and be like, oh, that'd be nice. But there's a lot of people there. I don't want to do that. And so, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's a thing mm-hmm. that people do now. A lot of folks on this cruise go on the previous cruise the other week as well. And then they turn around and go back out on the same ship. Yeah, there is a there is a pretty good number of people. There's yeah. uh, I don't remember what the number was, but it was somewhere between 100 and 300 people. Yeah, did back to back. Yeah, I'm afraid that by the time I'm of the age where I could just spend my life going on cruises, they won't have like 60s cruises yeah. anymore. <laughs> no, like, they the, the demographic not. will have be gone. You know, it'll be all like, remember how much you love the 90s? And I'll be like, no. <laughs> it'll be justin bieber on a cruise oh my hobbling gosh. around yeah no, no, no i'll swim but... home <laughs> we're going to take an intermission we'll be back in a few minutes 
Don't go away. Don't change that channel. What he means to say is, we'll be right back after the commercial. What you gonna do, brothers and sisters, when thousands of geeky fans descend on Atlanta for five days and nights of the grandest con of them all? You can prepare by training, eating your vitamins, saying your prayers, and checking out the Dragon Con Report each and every month leading up to the show. Watch or listen and let Dragon Con Mania run wild on you! But yeah, we saw Peter Noon. Yeah. Peter Noon puts on a great show. Yeah, he does. We saw him twice. He sang yeah. a song about the Flower Power Cruise. Yep. Oh, cool. Like. And I sell car insurance on TV. <laughs> yes, that little green lizard is really me. <laughs> traveling life, traveling life. Altogether, the middle of me, I'm on the flower phone, on the celebrity. What about yourself? Goes out in the audience and walks through people. Someone had his album they were holding up, so he took it and he was hiding his face behind it because it was one of the ones that has his face on the cover, so he was pretending. Yeah. Was him. He's he's like Mickey. He's just like a natural showman. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he's yeah. significantly younger than um a lot of the other folks because he was a uh young teen mm-hmm. when the rest of these guys were in their early to mid twenties. Yeah. Yeah. So so he's got an extra like 10 years <laughs> on him. <laughs> so he was he was jumping around like Mickey was in 2015. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh he, he put on a great show yeah yeah and then there was a lot of cover groups as well yeah um the papas and the mamas mm-hmm. were good mm-hmm. we the day they were the, the the show of theirs that we saw we were hanging at the pool which they were playing at the pool deck so we're listening yeah. to them from the pool which i mean there's no better place to listen to mamas and papas music than like out oh, at yeah. sea at the pool by a bar <laughs> you know? yeah right drink in hand listening to <laughs> The mamas and the papas. It's it's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I think they may have been missing somebody. I think um like their mama cast may have been missing or something. There wasn't enough mamas and papas up there. I think oh, that okay. was their full cast. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They were good though. Yeah. I thought they were really good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we I saw the Fab Four twice. Yes. And this cast of the Fab Four is a little different than what we'd seen before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Already wasn't there. Got a new person. Yeah. Yeah, we hadn't seen this Paul before. Yeah. yeah. He was really good though. He was really good. Yeah. 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 He he looks the part mm-hmm. uh very, very well. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't have taken him for a Paul when I first saw him on the cruise earlier no. before. But once he's in the suit and once the... he's in the suit and you see him, you're like, Oh, that's the guy that I saw walking around earlier. Yeah, yeah. It it clicks a little bit more. Right. Um, and of course they have the wigs. So like yeah. I I don't 
recognize um, George, the guy who plays George. Oh, Gavin Pring? Yeah. 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 I don't even recognize him out of his <laughs> Beatles. We've seen his show. I know. I've seen his show and I don't recognize him out yeah. of his <laughs> Beatles get up. <laughs> they put on a great show though. There was a little more shtick from yeah. Ed Sullivan. Yeah, because yeah. they didn't have a, a intermission. So yeah. none of the acts had their typical intermission that you'll see when right. they do the touring. Mm-hmm. Um, so because and they need that time to change costumes. <laughs> yeah, they do. That's when yeah. they get into their fancy get up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they had they had him out there a little bit longer um, in that middle section. Yeah, we saw the cow sills. Yes, the cow several sills. times. We saw the cow sills over and over again. Yeah, because they they were one of the other ones that were there all week. Mm-hmm. Um, and and they were always a ton of fun. Yeah, I um, love the cow sills and highly energetic because they were literally kids. She was like yeah. eight. I'm candidly, we had four hits, five count love America style. Okay. Now that's that's uh, 15 minutes in our career. We just blew it right by you. Okay. And people go, I know you come to this show. What are the castles? The hammer in the pocket. They get confused. Like, huh? no, but I think I love you. Isn't that one of theirs? Yeah, but that didn't, did they do let it be? We're all getting confused, right? <laughs> so what, what you do is, you've seen it on the strip, we're all doing each other's cover tunes. <laughs> we're not doing our own. Listen, listen, it's kind of weird. Like the zombies do calces, calces do hollies, hollies do stone. It's like we're all just stealing each other's stuff. It's great. And if you love me, I love you. Yeah, that's a great song. Zombie show. But cool. I'm pretty sure we know this isn't our hit, right? Yeah. If you're old, too old to know if this was not you or not, you're, you're really old. <laughs> and Paul and me are dead. Okay, got it. I'm just a poor boy, though my story seldom told. I have squandered my resistance for a pocket full of mumbles, such a promise. All I suggest to a man is what he wants to hear and disregards the rest. When I left my home and my family, I was no more than a boy in the company of strangers in the quiet of the railway station running scared. Rain all seeking out for quarters when the ground and people come looking for the races only they would know. something about them the other day because i'm i'm um a huge fan of the bangle from mm-hmm. the 80s and vicky peterson is married to the drummer from yeah. the cow and i'm like that's an age different but then i looked it up i said oh no it's not really because he was no, like he's not the year like right. 10 or 12 and i was like going, oh okay yeah i had no idea that there was a connection between the bangles and the cow yeah. i learned something new today yeah so, yeah and they, were, they were basically yeah. the partridge family before the partridge family yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And they even have a new album. Well, newish. That's um, last year. Last year. New. Yeah. For a 60s band. Yeah. And it was it's really great. Yeah. They have some amazing songs on there. Mm-hmm. Um, that according to them, they will probably not be doing on their tours because they don't want to learn new songs. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, and they feel like the audiences don't want to hear the new stuff, which I think is a shame. Yeah. Uh, they're probably right as far yeah, as like yeah. the 70-year-olds in the audience, but I would like to hear some of the new stuff. They, they've got some good songs on that record. Yeah. Just, just put one or two or mm-hmm. just, just a couple just to, you know. Yeah. Mickey does be- it. Mickey works in, yeah. you know, she makes me laugh and things like that into the, me and Magdalena, yeah. things like yeah. that into the concerts. So I think you could. So I, I wish they would. Yeah. They also yeah. have a podcast. If anyone's never heard their podcast, listen to their podcast. It's good. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. They're a lot of fun and a lot of high energy and hilarious. And they're, they're also regulars on the Flower Power Cruise. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the regulars knew yeah. them and they're also going to be on there um, this next year as yeah. well. We were, we were significantly younger. Yes. Than a lot of the <laughs> folks on this cruise. And we got a little bit of pushback about that. Yeah. Not so, really pushback. Well, but some people like, are cool about it and like, excited doing here like like when we talked to annie maynard and we're kind of excited like you're 20 years old and you like the monkeys that's cool why is that which we got and we got some of that from folks who were excited to see us there but like we're sitting at one of the concerts and this lady leans over to me and she said aren't you too young to be here (laughs) and i said they let me in (laughs) (laughs) like they don't card me i'm 42 years old i go you know where i please really i i bought a ticket they let me in you know um, God, that, that's wild. Yeah. But I, it's a, it's a mindset that I really don't get that like, you have to be a certain age to like certain music. You know what I mean? Like right. I wanted, I wanted to start saying to people like, do you like the wizard of Oz? Because you look <laughs> like you were born in 1952. You weren't alive when the wizard of Oz came out. So how could you possibly know about it? The wizard of Oz would be as much before she was born as, yeah. you know, the monkeys were before I was born. Yeah. And yet like, pop culture doesn't get deleted. The next year, oh, I know. <laughs> you know, there there was I a small know. handful of like uh, late thirty, early forty something folks. A few, a few, a lot of them though were with someone older. Yeah, like yeah. a mom. Yeah, you know. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. but we weren't. We just went because we liked the music. Yeah, you know, I I grew up listening to oldies radio, and like to answer that lady's question, like the the, the appeal to me of this kind of music is that that's what I was listening to when I was in the seventh grade. Yeah. Right. If the the girl I liked at school was nice to me and I'm walking around humming, I'm into something good. <laughs> and when she was mean to me, I'm laying in bed at night humming yesterday. <laughs> like that's the that's the music that I have those kind of associations with. So that's why I'm right. into it. Um, my point, I guess, if you're, if you're an older person and you see a younger person who likes what you like, support them. Yeah. I, I, I love to see 15 year olds who like what I like, because that means it might go on for a bit. I don't want to be the last person alive who likes what I like. (laughs) It all ends with you now. Right. (laughs) All right. Do we want to go ahead and get into Mickey? No, I have, I have, I have two stories. This is turning into like, find the monkeys. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, there was actually another Beatles tribute band on there called Jukebox Beatles. Right. Um, And they we saw one of their shows like early on i think it was it may have been the first night um and they were in this little back bar area where it was a small stage and a small dance area and a bunch of like chairs and tables and it was right outside uh where you go into the dining room let me explain that a little bit better okay so the setup is there's like an inner area where there's chairs and then there's a space where there's the walk area right and along Mm -hmm. the wall of the walk area there's seating Okay. Like couches and, and things, tables. but also there's tables oh. that are at standing height. So you're supposed to stand there at the table, presumably. Okay, I got you. And that's yeah, where yeah. we were standing. Yes. Okay. So go ahead. 
Um, and I had gone up and, and danced for a little bit, but there was a lot of people in the, in the dance floor. And I was like, that's too many people. So I went back and Chuck, who was standing at one of the standing tables mm-hmm. and um, I was enjoying them. They were doing really great. And they had their like the early Beatles suits on. So they're doing a lot of the early Beatles stuff. So right. which is a lot of the ones I like. Um, yeah. But the security guard came over and said, you need to move. You're blocking the walkway. Right. Um, and I'm like, huh? okay. Yeah. Brock can take it personally when a security guard gives her a hard time. <laughs> yes. But I have noticed, though, the security guards will give you a hard time and not me. Yes. Because I was standing right there. Yes. I wasn't in the way. No. But you were. Yes. So I think it's some of the security guards just <laughs> like to tell young ladies what to do. Yes. I Probably. Yes. Yeah. Because later, as people were filing out, they were stopping in the walkway because there was this group playing Beatles music. And they're like, huh, what is going on? And they're like yeah. literally stopped in the middle of the walkway, blocking yeah. everyone behind them. They don't say a thing to them. So I yeah. cried. <laughs> yeah. That was not your only <laughs> run in with security. That that was not. We no. were, um, I'm pretty sure it was at one of the Fab Four um, shows. I thought it was at Mickey's show. Did it make you sh- I don't remember. Anyways. This was near the end of the cruise. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. So I was up there dancing mm-hmm. and we had gotten pretty close to front row seats, but we didn't get like the front front row. Right. Um, and we were mm-hmm. on the side. And I had got up and I was dancing on the side, like doing my best not to block people as I do. The security guard yeah. came over and said, we need you to move your so you're not blocking anyone. And so I was basically standing behind a speaker so I could get up and dance. Mm-hmm. And and I had to watch over the speaker to be able to see them. Yeah. You got we're, pretty we're, upset about that one. I got really I got really upset about to the that point one. that like we went to the zombie show after that. And Veronica mm-hmm. sat in her seat the entire show. I would not move. I did not get up. Which if you've ever been to a concert with Veronica, she does not sit in her seat the entire show. Yeah. So I was concerned. But- <laughs> but like I've never had a security guard just say, Hey, you're blocking this person. Like, yeah. Security guard's job isn't to make sure everybody can see. No. You know, you're gonna go around to the tall people and tell them to duck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Security guards come usually give you a hard time. And it's understandable. It's like, hey, the fire code says you can't dance right here. Yeah. Or right. you can't dance on the stairs. Or you can't hold a lighter up because this building's 120 years old and we all might die. <laughs> you know, like that kind of thing I get. But like a security guard to say, but then that lady that you was you were supposedly blocking got up and danced later on and he didn't give her a hard time. Nope. Presumably the person behind her couldn't see. Well, and, and people dance at concerts. I mean, I know not right. everybody is going to, but. Yeah. Still, is, this, is this footloose? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, that's a little weird. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was a little strange, and Brian, yeah. you were pretty upset about it. It took you a little while to come out of your funk, but yeah. you did eventually come out of your funk about it. But yeah, I guess I mean security guards. If you're if you're a security guard, don't give young ladies a hard time unless they're violating an actual rule or a safety concern. You know what I mean? Right. Um, like if I was wearing a hat, would you tell me to take my hat off because the lady behind me can't see? It? No, that's not what security guards do. Are you a tall person and you're sitting in front of a short person? Tell them yeah. to remove their head. I'm I'm not a tall person, so I'm behind. Tall people all the time it shows, and I have to lean mm-hmm. weird ways to try to see. No security guards ever gotten involved. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. No. All right, let's get on to the Mickey show yes. because folks are going to get impatient with us. Yes. <laughs> it was good. We want so Mickey. Good. We want <laughs> Mickey. Right. No, Mickey put on a great show, and I was 
we said we've said this on previous podcasts at this point that we kind of expected it to be the same show or a, maybe a truncated version of the headquarters show, but it wasn't. It was just a Mickey Dolan's solo show, and there were some surprises in there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of which was that he sang the song "For What It's Worth" by Buffalo Springfield. I love and, that song. I mean, he told he told a cool story about being at Peter's house, mm-hmm. and he's there at the pool. Like, like a naked party at Peter's house and Steven Stills <laughs> like comes up to him and sings the song to him and then he sang the song which was really nice yeah by the way uh, you've seen my, my lovely sister Coco has uh, this uh, thing on her foot the, the public story is she sprained it uh, tripping down some stairs that's great that's Public story, but the real story, she was in an MMA competition <laughs> in the cage, and she won. But <laughs> uh, so when we were cast as the monkeys, we went through a extensive audition process, all of us, including a whole bunch of other people. One of those, one of those guys that, that went through the audition process was a gentleman called Stephen Stills. Of course, the incredible Mr. Stephen Stills. And um, he, he didn't get the part, obviously, but he uh, told a friend of his who he'd come out from New York with him, uh, a guy that was working as a busboy at a restaurant in uh, L.A. Now that guy's name was Peter Tork. And they, they were very good friends. They, were, uh, they, they actually rented a place together and they hung out and stuff. Well, obviously, you know, uh, Peter got the part. And then the time came when we all kind of got our rock and roll, you know, little places up in the hills of Hollywood. Peter had this beautiful place overlooking the valley and a pool and palm trees and, and stuff. And he would invite everybody over there all the time. And he would, it was like a little mini upmarket commune. It was like all these beautiful people coming around. And, uh, <clears throat> Mostly, everybody was naked. <laughs> it was the 60s. <laughs> and, excuse me, uh, and he would have uh, brown rice and organic food even back then, and all these beautiful, you know, things going on. And some weed. <laughs> I was up there all the time for the brown rice. <laughs> so one day we were sitting there and my feet are dangling in the pool and uh, Stephen still comes by and has his guitar and he sits down uh, in, next to me in the pool and he, I want to play you a song that I wrote and we're going to record it. It's going to release, you know, with his group at the time. And I'm like, cool, Stephen, let's hear it. And this is what I hear. 
Like if you've been to Mickey's shows, you sort of heard all the stories, but it's interesting to see how the variations go. Like, yeah, he told the story about the one he always sells, the about the Psycho Jello, and he went to the Beatles recording, and he was just like a cross between Ronald McDonald and Charlie Manson. You know that everybody yeah. knows that story. Yeah, yeah. But usually, when they say, "Do you want to hear what we're working on?" they say, "Hit it," and then they play "Good Morning, Good Morning." Was mm-hmm. it, would be the song that he heard, but this time it wasn't. I got another story about the UK. You want, you want to hear another? Woo! You're okay with the stories? Woo! So uh, we were over there uh, again for promotion. I was the first one over there. And I had the pleasure of meeting the members of the royal family. No, not that royal family, the Beatles. <laughs> I met Paul, he invited me over for dinner one night at his house, just him and I hanging out and having dinner with a big sheep dog. And uh, uh, he invited me to a recording session the next day for a new album that they were making called uh, Sergeant Something. <laughs> what, Bilko? Bilko. <laughs> and I was like, you know, 
it's Paul McCartney. I'm weeing my pants. <laughs> Just like trying to be cool though. Sure, Paul, cool. <laughs> so the next day, Limo picks me up and I go down to Abbey Road Studios in the middle of the day. I don't know what I was expecting. I guess some kind of love-in, be-in, freak-out, Beatle-fest, mania, psycho-jello thing happening. And I walk in and I'm dressed accordingly with my tie-dyed underwear and my paisley bell-bottoms and my hair and curls and the glasses, the whole thing. And I walk in and I open the door. Where are the girls? <laughs> I look like a cross between Ronald McDonald and Charlie Manson. <laughs> and John Lennon looks up at me. It was just the four guys in there. All by themselves, uh, fluorescent lighting looked like my high school gymnasium. Just sitting there in folding chairs, just fine. And John Lennon looks up at me and he says, you wanna hear what we're working on, monkey man? <laughs> That's what he called me, monkey man. And again, I'm trying to be so cool. I'm like, yeah, sure, John, what you got? <laughs> he points up to George Martin up in the booth who's wearing a three-piece suit in the middle of the day. And he pushes the button on a four-track tape recorder, and this is what I hear. So we, but we got to hear Mickey sing Sergeant Pepper, which yeah, is kind of yeah, cool. I like yeah. that. He sang Johnny Be Good, of course. Of course, mm -hmm. as he should. Yeah. He sang the monkey's hits you'd expect. Uh, I'm a believer, mm -hmm. daydream believer. Coco sang. Um, oh, different drum? Different drum. He sang different drum. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, or Coco sang different drum. They actually, they, mm -hmm. they sang Get Back mm -hmm. with Alex oh. Jules singing lead. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that was cool. Uh -huh.
Um, I want to see that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you'll get to hear it because I got audio of it. Yeah. Now, whether it's good audio that people are going to appreciate or whether it's noise, we'll see. But I had my phone going basically the whole time. So I've got snippets yeah. or a lot of a lot of different stuff. Um, yeah. What else did he sing while we were there? Do you remember? Didn't uh, he didn't he sing? She makes me laugh. He may have. I don't remember. He did. He did sing. That was then. This is now. Yes. If folks, if you remember our headquarters tour discussion. When I was like, Elaine, he sings that all the time. But that's probably why I thought that, because he sang that at the show we saw like two days ago. <laughs> well, I, I, I do have to admit that I went back and saw the song list, the set list he did when we saw him at FabFest last uh-huh. year, because I took a picture of it because a guy that was waiting in line got it. Okay. He sang it there. Oh, I just I'm didn't remember. I'm vindicated. I just didn't remember. But that is, that was a year ago. I'm, you know, I all right, so. If you're playing yeah. the home game and keep a score, Chuck wins. <laughs> <laughs> but, but what was different about it, with this was like a full-fledged concert. Right. with Like FabFest, it was a little sort of... It was. You're right. I'm just teasing. You know, so, yeah. <laughs> okay. But yeah, he sang that on the cruise. We got to see Mickey twice. Yes. Which was really fun. Yes. And he always yeah. puts on a great show. Yes. And I want to give a shout out, too, that um, Jody Ritson... Yes. Uh, ...is super cool. She is so nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like... She knows you, Veronica, yep. because you're very involved in that like fan stuff and you've mm-hmm. ordered from them. We've seen them several times. But like I was at the buffet one day and Jody Ritson comes up and she's like, Hey, how's everything going? Having a good time? She doesn't have to do that. Yeah. Who am I? She doesn't yeah. know me. You know what I mean? <laughs> she recognizes me. Yeah. I've been yeah. to several of her events and she took the time to ask me how I was doing. We spoke to them at the pool a few times. You were hanging out in the jacuzzi with them at one point. Yeah. So I, I just wanted to say I appreciate what Jody's doing. You know, as far as just everything that I've been involved with, she's been doing a good job. Yeah. yeah. And and speaking of Jody, she organized an unofficial meet and greet with Mickey uh, because there wasn't really any set time that he had to um, do autographs. So this was kind of like just for um, the folks that were in Jody's crew that had like um, signed up through Jody's thing. Because you can when you sign up, you say, are you were you referred by anyone and you can like get in a group with with people and we got a discount because of it and she gets a discount when people sign up but um this was a little like private meet and greet type thing i got there and it was it was super informal people were just chatting with each other with the band members um i passed out a the last of my um uh monkeying around buttons Mm -hmm. um there was someone in a row several seats several back so i tossed it to them and it went past them and flying and skid across the floor. I'm not sure who ended up getting it. <laughs> nice. But everyone was just chatting with the band members. And then Mickey came and they had like uh, preset photos uh, that you could pay for, for him to sign, or you can get him to sign something. Um, and I have a little video of him signing my poncho. So I had my Mickey poncho and Coco, when I talked to Coco, I actually, she actually, Hey, I, that looks familiar. And um, so Was I had because a, her brother wore it on the monkeys. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so so I I told her about how I got it and how I turned it into a poncho as well. And I told her that we share a birthday and I was at her birthday bash. So mm-hmm. that was that was fun. And I kind of with the other folks, I kind of just sat there and listened to other people have conversations with them because I'm not good at conversations at all. Mm. <laughs> Coco, I had something specifically to say to her. <laughs> hey, we share a birthday. Well, do you, where's that video now? Is that on our Instagram? Oh, it should be. If it's, it, it, it will be by the time this episode comes All right, out. You need to put it on Instagram. <laughs> we got the Instagram and everything. <laughs> I've got a bunch of photos and things too. So we, I've been kind of holding back on them since we hadn't done our 
discussion about the flower power cruise yet, but I'm going to try to get back into Instagram and, and start uploading some of that stuff. Cause I got some cool stuff. Uh, we didn't talk yeah. much about Peter Asher. Oh yeah. And we renewed our vows at CR for our 10 year anniversary mm-hmm. and Peter Asher officiated. And it was absolutely delightful. Yeah. It was Aww. like us and there were other couples who so had like signed 50 up for other couples. Yeah. But we all went in and Peter Asher had a nice little ceremony. You got to go up and meet him. It was it was great. And then like we all like sang a world without love together. And, and Chuck surprised me with a 10 year anniversary ring. Yeah. I, I know. <laughs> uh, it, it was really sweet. Veronica cried. Yes, because he surprised me with a ring. Oh, I thought it was because you couldn't believe it's been 10 years. <laughs> what have I done with my life? <laughs> But as I say, it's actually not, not in a sense, particularly real. I noticed when I walked in, someone came in, somebody said, oh, here's the rabbi, you know. <laughs> well, number one, it's not quite that official. Number two, that would involve some minor surgery in which I have no interest whatsoever. <laughs> I'm not the rabbi. <laughs> I have no intention of becoming one. But, but um, so what I've got here, um, and some of you may have, may have been here before when I've done this, and, but I found a, a quote from Bob Marley, who is, of course, you know, the religious figure that in the Caribbean one has to acknowledge, you know, as being a, a brilliant songwriter and a remarkable man. And he wrote a piece about love that I found quite extraordinary. So I th- I'll probably read the whole thing if that's okay, because it's yeah. sort of like this is the lesson, you know. But it's Bob Marley's an extraordinary man. One Love was, of course, one of his giant records and giant hits. He wrote as follows. Only once in your life, I truly believe, you find someone who can completely turn your world around. You tell them things you've never shared with another soul, and they absorb everything you say, and actually want to hear more. You share hopes for the future, dreams that will never come true, goals that were never achieved, and the many disappointments life may have thrown at you. When something wonderful happens, you can't wait to tell them about it, knowing that they will share in your excitement. They're not embarrassed to cry with you when you're hurting or laugh when you make a fool of yourself. Never do they hurt your feelings or make you feel like you're not good enough. But rather, they build you up and show you the things about yourself that make you special and beautiful. There's never any pressure, jealousy or competition, only a quiet calmness when they are around. You can be yourself and not worry about what they'll think of you because they love you for who you are. The things that seem insignificant, insignificant to most people, such as a note, a song, or a walk, become invaluable treasures kept safe in your heart and cherished forever. But it was great. Peter Asher was really cool, and I enjoyed his his concerts as well, which he told a lot of stories. He showed had slides where he had like a, a photo of the original, like uh, where where Paul McCartney had written out the lyrics to "A World Without Love." Um, oh, wow. which I got a photo of. I got. I'll have to find that and see if I get it on our Instagram as well. Yeah, um, and he had a recording of where like Paul had recorded it on yeah whatever in the room across the hall, like a tape recorder, because he was yeah. living with. His sister at the time. Right. So Jane Asher. Yeah. And speaking of yeah. which, Chad from Chad and Jeremy has passed away. 
And then Gordon from Peter and Gordon had passed away. So Jeremy Clyde and Peter Asher sort of teamed up, as as Peter Asher said, as the world's first super duo <laughs> instead of a super group. <laughs> um, but they've got a bunch of shows they're doing like right now, which are in the Midwest and places like that that I I, don't, I can't get to at the moment. But uh, yeah. if you have the chance to see them, I mean, go see Peter and Jeremy because uh, those guys are great. I really enjoyed both their shows and their stories. Everybody, I mean, I, I had a chance to talk to a few folks. I, I had to talk, talk, chance to talk to Rod Argent briefly. Um, I was almost going to talk to Felix Calvieri because I was like, there was one person talking to him in the hallway and I was next. And then Veronica comes along and we're late for something and I had to leave. <laughs> and he probably would have asked me to join the Rascals if I had a chance to talk to him. But no, I had to go off with wherever Veronica wanted to do. I feel like we were going to a zombies concert. I don't remember where we were going, but um, I, I had a great time. Yeah. Cruise. Yeah. If you get a chance to go on the Flower Power Cruise, I recommend it. Yes. Yeah. Oh. And there's a thing on cruises where you hide ducks. Yes. And I had made a bunch of little monkey ducks. Mm -hmm. So I had little like the base of them was the size of a quarter. So they were very, very tiny. Very small. Um, With with Nez hats hot glued onto them. So they did not stick very well, but well enough. <laughs> Two points. So some of them had uh, tape that I had looped around and stuck right on there and um some of them i had um taken the image that derek had provided me that he had used for his monkey uh poncho um to make that's, little ponchos that's for... derek Miner from the mixing links yes shout out to derek yes, yes. yay derek um <laughs> and and made a little mickey poncho uh ducks and i had a little thing attached to it that said monkeying around mm -hmm. check out our podcast and take a picture of yourself with the duck and tag yourself and tag us and i don't think anyone did but you know <laughs> I, I found a, i found a duck from another person actually i found two but one of them i rehid um yeah. and i never... everyone was delighted by them everyone that i saw that you gave a duck to was like that is the nicest thing anyone's ever done yeah. <laughs> you know like people are really pleased when you give them give them a little give them something yeah you know like you're a stranger and you're giving me this gift thank you very much yeah so there good was, job with your ducks there was another uh monkeys lady i was i had because i had them around in my purse with me while i was walking around and so like during i was almost trying to find somewhere to hide them where people will come across them it's like actual monkeys fans and so we were at a concert and i was like i'm gonna put it on the on the arm of the of the back of the seat so the people behind me that are really into the monkeys will find it they they totally missed it because it was one of the Mickey <laughs> Poncho ones and it had fallen, but it was uh, upside down. So they thought it was a napkin, apparently. So and I saw that it was still on the floor when they were leaving. So I picked it up and I tapped one of them on the shoulder and I was like, here. And they're like, oh, my gosh, this is so cool. We wondered what that was. We thought this was a napkin. That's so awesome. Um, and then the next night, um, the same lady had actually made these um, monkey men uh, duck earrings that she was hiding around and she gave me one of those mm. so oh, cool. it was it was very very exciting and there was another lady that had um, mickey dolan's buttons um that was passing them around and i made sure to find her and we exchanged buttons um and there was all kinds of other swag that people were like yeah. passing around and spinning the wheel and and getting it was it was a lot of fun yeah yeah it, it was a great time i had a great time on the cruise yeah how did you think it compared with the Beach Boys cruise? This is way better. Oh, you think so? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I had a good time on the Beach Boys cruise too. I, I did as well, but this was way better because Mickey Dolan's was there. Was, True. I mean, I, okay, so Mickey Dolan's was was he on the Beach Boys cruise too? Wasn't that yes. why we went? That's to why we were there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> as as well as the Beach Boys, but I felt like 
Mickey's audience runs a bit younger yeah. than a lot of the acts on the cruise. Yeah. So it seems like every time there's a monkeys thing, like the average age drops considerably, which I'm not criticizing anyone who's of an age, like right. go see the bands, go see the music you like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I noticed when we went and saw Mickey in Orlando, after y'all had come back from the cruise, there were people that were at that show that had mm-hmm. been on the cruise and it was just like, Hey, Hey, and I'm like, I don't know their name, but they were on the cruise. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. So that will about do it for the Flower Power Cruise for us. Elaine, where can people find more of you on the internet? You can find me on Facebook at Monkeying Around, on Twitter at Monkeying Around. You can also find me on my new side project, Elaine and Matt Watch TV. We are on Facebook where we just chronicle what we're watching on our TV. Mm-hmm. And you guys are fun people to watch along with. You've been doing this kind of thing up for a while on your personal yes. Facebook page. So I'm glad yeah, you got a group decided- now. Yeah. Yeah. I decided to put it out there so more people can find it and just mm-hmm. comment. And it, it's a little bit of everything. Classic TV, current stuff, event TV, like award shows and and just whatever I feel like putting on there that's on our TV. Awesome. So, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. How about us, Chuck? Feltnerdy.com. And? Earth Station Trek, our podcast about Star Trek. All right. Thanks for monkeying around. Thanks for monkeying around with us. Be sure to like and subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and monkeyingaround.com. of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.